The bad news seems to just continue to pour on for the PGA Tour. We've just received word that they've lost a huge longtime sponsor. We're also seeing more and more credible leaks that big names are going to continue to flock over to live with now Tony Finau and Terrell Hatton on the chopping block. On top of that, the PGA Tour is dealing with this golf ball rollback, which has been wildly unpopular, and the framework agreement looms just a few days away at this point. And it leads us to this question that we're going to be debating here on the show, Mike, is whether we feel like the PGA Tour is at a tipping point moment of whether or whether or not they're going to be able to survive the, all of it this. feels like a break the glass moment for Monahan and it, team. It sure right? does. And it just seems like it just continues to pour on. And on top of that, we're going to talk about this in a second too. And a lot of this is speculation, but remember we had speculated about John Rahm here on the show for weeks and weeks and yeah. weeks. And that, all of that came to fruition. Mm -hmm. I think inside there are a lot of people who are leaking information because I think the leaking of the information wildly benefits on the live side. They sure want does. to. And I think both sides, we're going to talk about even from the PGA Tour side, both sides are now seemingly, as they get closer to this framework agreement, coming further apart rather than closer together in that they're both so, you know, attempting so hard to stack the deck in their favor yeah it doesn't seem like two two names that are coming together but let's let's kind of go through this one by one sure all right and we even got some equipment speculation here with callaway potentially now joining going live. over and joining live in an equity share if you can believe it i'm telling you like this is a prediction i mean before we dive in i'm just going to say it right now i think they're not going anywhere live and i think the gas is being poured on their fire to only just get bigger and bigger and we're just seeing the snowball effect now well, did you even see the recent graphic stacking the number of ma recent major winners that are now on that live roster? Yeah, I love that graphic. It just shows you the firepower they have. And it's just a matter of time that the eyeballs are going to start to show curiosity of like, let me see what is going on over at live. I don't think they have that yet. Right. But like, let me go peek in on that. And then the the, the broadcast rights, all that stuff are going to start peeking over. I think it's just going to snowball effect. You'll see. It, it very well may well be. And, and let me say this too and lay this on the line. I am in no way rooting against the PGA No, Tour. me neither. And, me and neither. I know. I see it on yeah. Twitter. I see there's yep. a lot of people who are. I've been a longtime fan of the PGA Tour. I've watched the PGA Tour I love the events. Time. I love the majors. I love them all. But yeah. I, on that token... I'm also open to change if it's effective change. Right now, I feel like I worry a little bit about the fragmentation of golf. We've talked about that before, but let's let's first yeah. bring everybody up to speed, and then we'll speculate on our take of what we think good versus bad. Because a lot of stuff happened over the weekend. A lot of yeah. stuff did. So the first thing, and and one of the most important thing, we talk about the PGA Tour losing another big sponsor, and this is Wells Fargo. Mm. Wells Fargo is a one of the biggest company and corporate sponsors of the PGA Tour. They have deep pockets. You know, there's, they there's no denying that. No They're one doubt. of the biggest companies. But it also is proving very quickly that just because you have deep pockets doesn't mean you're willing to spend it. Mm -hmm. And this is something that's going to be a theme. We're going to come back to many times as we talk about this here in the show. It's there's a certain degree of all of this being a business. Mm -hmm. And the decisions that have to be made have to make good business sense. Absolutely. If you're not going to make the right ROI, you're going to start, and businesses are going to start to move in another direction. So what happened was, as you guys know, we have these elevated uh, events, mm -hmm. and we've got the purses that are jumping up. Well, on the PGA Tour, who supports those purses? It's the title sponsors, sponsors sure. right? So according to Wells Fargo, they 
it was not in any way a protest or any other type of leaving to make any type of statement. Wells Fargo came out and said that they wanted to continue to be a part of the PGA Tour. However, they said that they just could no longer support the or, or justify, and I'm paraphrasing, justify the increased spend. And when you look at it and put it on paper, the spend is really staggering. So in 2022, mm-hmm. the, the purse for the Wells Fargo was $9 million, right? Yep. For 2024, being an elevated event, it jumps up to $20 million. Okay. And who shoulders that? Yeah, the, Wells the title Fargo. Sp- sure. sponsor. So, I mean, talk about inflation. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. $9 million to $20 million. It's incredible. And certain things like these title sponsors, I'm sure there's a, there's a budgetary weighing of decisions where they look at it and be like, What's our ROI here? Mm-hmm. If we're going to spend $20 million, are we going to get that back in the eyeballs that we get from that week? Right. You know, versus maybe just running a couple of commercials during the event. Yeah. Or spending that money elsewhere. Which I believe is all still part of that package. I think that's what the title sponsor does get, right? They get the name of the tournament. They get commercials during the tournament that are featured, I think, on every commercial break. I saw it this week with Grant Thornton. I mean, you won't see those commercials. You'll see them, but you'll see them more during their event. And it's a cool little package that they get, but you're absolutely right. Maybe the trend, like, I don't know, is it transitioning to anything? Is it working for these companies to spend this much money? Are they feeling the same way behind the scenes? Like, I don't know if I want to be a part of all this nonsense between these tours anymore. Maybe it's giving a sour taste of their... Well, if, it's, if it is, it is truly behind the scenes. Because like I said, there was no statement that was made yeah. by them of saying like, oh, we don't like the fragmentation and that's why we're pulling it. They're basically saying that they wanted to participate, but $20 Somehow, million dollars but- at that point is just too rich for their blood. Where it's, I'm worried is, like I said, Wells Fargo is one of the biggest companies in the country. Yeah. If they're not justifying that spend, it's got to, in a lot of ways, rule out huge swaths of other potential uh, corporate sponsors of these they're events. Because there's companies. only a very small amount that can right. pull $20 million for one event. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Right? No doubt. Yep. So that's, that's a big part. But also, recently, Sports Illustrated had done a, uh, a little bit of an investigation speaking to a lot of the, the tournament uh, supporters. And, and basically what they had said, and just one of the quotes that came out of it, was that the tournaments are not happy at all with the, the structure of the elevated events. And you got to think, a lot of them, I, I understand, they put themselves in their position. They could have been supporting tournaments at a certain level for many, many years. And now all of a sudden, the stakes are raised dramatically, jumping more than you know twice as expensive yeah. to support one. Mm-hmm. So- there's that. And, and guys, make sure you weigh in in the, in the comments below as well and let us know. Do you think that ultimately we'll see more sponsors back out as it becomes increasingly expensive? And, and we're going to, in a minute, we're going to de- like really break down some of the numbers of viewership. Right. And I want to talk about like that because I think that's a very key indicator for this ROI because at some point, it, it's like the Super Bowl. The reason people will spend a million dollars for 30 seconds is they know the viewership. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But- does the tour's viewership support the increase in spend? So hang hmm. on to that one. Put a pin in it. We're going to come mm-hmm. back to it. Um, the other big news over the weekend was Tony Finau and Terrell Hatton are now the next two names that are being circulated by the same kind of sources that leaked the John Rahm uh, situation are being the ones who are going to be the next guys headed over to live. Yeah, that's interesting because that's two that's two prominent Ryder Cup guys for each side. Yeah, that could be giving that up unless the I mean not giving that up. I know you know you could still play in it, but um, that was shocking news. Finau. 
Well, yeah, and, and especially because, you know, Finau, here's a guy who's been very closely tied with the PGA Tour yeah. being a key a key character in the Netflix full swing documentary. And, and a lot of people were rightfully so endeared to, to Tony from that because it, it really shone through of how fantastic of a guy he is. Mm -hmm. But I, I think that might weigh into part of it, which I want to talk about in a minute, the family life component. Sure. Definitely. But getting back to the leak, you know, the leak said that Tony fin Finau, according to them, will be the next to go and that Terrell Hatton is currently in negotiations with Liv. And it makes me wonder, did John Rahm, which surprised so many, mm -hmm. you know, even though like we kind of knew it was coming because of the leaks, yeah, it still surprised so many. Did he create validation for a lot of others to go and make the same? Like if if other guys can say, look at John, he said all these things and all these reasons, and it, it ended up looking hypocritical in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. John saying, "I'm not going to go. I don't like the format." And then changing his direction yeah. and saying he went, did that then say like, listen, you know, he survived it. He's doing fine. I could do the same. I'd say yes and no, because I think it's also on a person by person basis. Finau doesn't have the exemptions John does. Yeah. You know what I mean? He doesn't have, you know, the five years, the, the masters for life. Right. So for him, it's a different but I think for Finau, I mean, again, we probably talk about his, his family. That's probably a big aspect of it. Exactly. I mean, so it's and, different. And that is the reality. Um, we said, and we had speculated here months ago that John was going to be, if anyone, the next big name to go because being the Masters winner, and he's got exemptions in the majors <laughs> for many, many, many years to come. And the first spec we had was when he pulled out a TGL, and everyone was like, no, it's just like he doesn't want to fly across from Arizona. And you were yeah. like, it's not that far. I love far. that. It was the commute. We even debated that. Well, it's not that far yeah. for him. I'll take yeah. him an hour People by private jet. Commute. No, but the reality was we said, look, here's a guy who he'll be able to play in majors for the foreseeable future. Yep. Right? But you look at guys like, you know, Finau and Hatton, they're not sitting in that same comfortable seat. You know, no. Fino has ha had an incredible year last year. They've got some wins under their belt, but they ultimately live still does struggle with the uh, issue of getting world golf rankings. So those are two guys that will stand to be pushed back more by the lack of world rankings. And they could start to see some of their major appearances put into jeopardy. Right. right? Exactly. Exactly. But, Again, speculating on that, you got a guy like Tony Finau. He's got a big family. Mm -hmm. He, granted, he's got enough money to support them. Yeah. But a guy like that, who also he came from nothing and wants to support his family, you got to think he's going to be attracted by a big payday in a certain Finau? way. Finau? Yeah. What do you think he's worth? Five million? Ten million? To go to live? No, right now. Like in what he's earned in his career. You think he's got like 10 million? Oh, in he, he, how many PG Tour wins? He's got a, quite a few under his belt. Uh, on one hand, I would think. He's got five, four or five? More. Man, more. Much, much more than that. So he's, he's, so he's, much, he's much more than that. financially, yeah. after taxes and paying everyone out, I'd say he's probably got he, he, comfortably good about money. He's a guy who could be worth 20, 20, 30 million dollars right now. Okay. Right? Brand Finale deals, everything like that. could be worth 20, 30 no million dollars. Okay. So for a guy like that, that's living comfortable. Mm -hmm. But a hundred million dollar signing bonus to live. He's got a lot of kids to change his life. <laughs> yeah. Right. But more so, if he saw now we talked about the gruelingness of the elevated event schedule that the PGA Tour has been rolling out, right? 
as we see Tony more and more supporting, you know, his son is now playing the game. He's traveling with him to support him in, in junior tournaments. If the live schedule makes more sense for him. Yeah. You know, you never know. It, these are the decisions that could be made on that side. So it's not outside of the realm of possibility that he could be the next guy to go. Yes, absolutely. And although those events are now worldwide, I still don't, I think it's less grueling than, I mean, think about it. These guys were going to the U.S. Open in the very next week. Remember, they were going from L.A., speaking of L.A., to the Travelers. Yeah. Because they had to be there. And then I know guys were burning out. It's like this elevated chair is great and everything, but like we're burning out here. Right. They're they're away from their family constantly. Yeah, now the so. live you can make the argument, and I agree with you, the live schedule's been creeping up too. It's been getting more and more. But again, it it's not without the realm of possibility. If you've got a guy like Finau who A could stand to make money that would be significant, yeah. a bet, a little bit of a like a reduced schedule, and on top of that, he's got he can go on the back of John Rahm who's going to get most of the eyeballs and, and he can kind of, in a lot of ways, fly under the radar yeah. Yeah. where if the, if the John Rom signing hadn't happened at all, if a guy like Finau goes, it becomes much more of an event. Now it might just be like, well, he went too. Yeah. You know what right. I mean? And he could slide under that radar and, <laughs> you know, but, but you know what I was thinking the other day that I would love to be a fly on the wall in the pitch room of this live guys poaching because you got to assume like, what did they tell John Ron is John Rom is coming down in the future here. That the, that, the, that the public doesn't know. For him to give everything up and come over and sign. Like, I want to hear that presentation. The, what is Liv working was, on? was the money. But what are you... Okay, the money sounds great, guys, but I want, I want to know, are you guys going to be around? What are you doing? Maybe they're, they're telling them about all these, you know, uh, teams and getting bought up and equity shares. Stuff that the public doesn't know yet. Yeah. Sign this, NDA. Like, this is what we're going to... This is what's going to happen with Liv. Nobody knows it, but now you know it. I'll tell you, it's possible. Anything it's like insider info for them. But, I, you know, it, it's, it gives me a good point. There's, there's one major gripe that I have with John Rahm over that deal. And I don't begrudge anybody any decision that they want to make for their career and their family. And I think John is a fantastic guy. I bet I know what it is. But I, I have one gripe <laughs> with him. I didn't. I, I felt like he's somebody who's always been so genuine. He's spoken. That's how he did it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like e everything that comes out of John's Rom's mouth, y y we think of like even like fiery and sevy and like oh, that's it. And right. it just always felt like whether you liked what he was saying or you didn't, John was telling you the truth. Yes. That was something that I always liked. And for the, the first time I ever felt that the opposite of that was when he made his announcement about going to live. Yep, yep. I felt like he was given a series of bullet points that were well worked up by the live PR team mm -hmm. and he was basically riffing off of that and I personally because just to kind of if anybody missed it what John was saying was that <clears throat> you know he was intrigued by the growth of the game and the changes that live was making and the 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 team aspect again a complete 180 what he, from what he had said and, and, and right. this all this went around the internet like fire you know, a firestorm yeah. earlier where they showed the John Rom's comments a couple, you know, a couple months ago saying he didn't like the format. He didn't think it was real golf, shotgun start, no cuts, whatever. And now he's praising Liv for their, uh, I forget the word he used, but like um, kind of innovation. You yeah. know, they're innovating the game. No. If I, if, if what I would have loved nothing more and I would have respected nothing more than John Rom to say is, you know what, guys, I did say all those things a while back. And I was there going to bat for the PGA Tour. But when the tour went behind all of our backs and without letting us know, went and did their own deal with Liv, all that was off the table. They offered me big money and I took it. Yeah. 
You know, it's funny you say and, that. And yeah. he could even say that, like, I'm still not thrilled with the structure. I'm going to be a team owner. I'm going to be an insider trying to work to change the structure. But for now, like, my loyalty changed when the PGA Tour did that to me, and I'm out. Yeah, and then say the other things, because Liv does intrigue me. I think the... the but lead with that, at least say that. And a lot of people in the Twitter world are saying the same thing. There was one tweet I read the other day. The guy said, I would respect John Rahm if he just said this. And he made up his quote. Yeah. Basically exactly what you that's, just said. I think that's, that's, is definitely, and you guys let us know in the comments if you feel the same or differently. Because we like we respect all the opinions, so throw them in there. But that's I think is like, was, was hard for a lot of people who had always respected John for like that. It just didn't feel super genuine. Yeah. When he was saying like, like praising the innovation of live, it's like, a couple months ago, you were the same exact stuff right. you were saying you didn't like. Right. So it's just like, eh. to me, it would have been like, you know what? I was there going to bat for, for the PGA Tour. They did a deal without any of us knowing. I think that if was If they the can catalyst. do a deal with Liv, then I can do a deal with Liv. Exactly. That would have been whatever. But let's continue kind of breaking this down and, and making this point of whether where the PGA Tour stands on this. The other big news kind of coming down the pipeline, and it just feels like it's just rapid fire at this point. Mm -hmm. It's just, you, you can't turn, look away from the news for two seconds and not miss something. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. We got this framework agreement deadline coming up real fast, right? Two weeks, three weeks from now. Mm -hmm. you know, it's not lost on us the timing of, um, of the deal with Rom either. Yeah, right. Okay, do this right before the deadline. There's no doubt that both sides are using this as negotiation plays to say, bolster their own position so that they seem stronger in the negotiations, <laughs> it's right? Yep. It's true. It's so true. So the PGA Tour put out a memo to the players saying that they're in advanced uh, negotiations with Strategic Sports Group. And what they are is a consortium of U.S.-based professional sports team investors led by Fenway Sports Group. Yep. So we talked about Fenway Sports Group before. To me, this is the PGA Tourist way of saying, like, we don't need you so badly, you know, PIF. Right, go get money somewhere else. We don't need them. Yep. Right? Mm -hmm. It's like you don't hold all the cards, you know. But what I worry is we're going to enter this arms race of just who has more money. Exactly. Right? It's just like, who can pay guys and I don't more? think you're going to beat the PIF. Go ahead. But either way, both sides are now coming to this this framework bolstering their position where lives now come back to the table and be like, Hey, we just took another big name from you and we got more coming. And the PGA tours are saying like, well, we don't need you so badly because now look at all these other investment investors who are willing to you know, have as deep of pockets as you have. But the, the, there's no doubt though, the deal is not quite dead. So don't give up on it yet because another thing that same memo said was we also anticipate advancing our negotiations with the PIF in weeks to come. So I'm not seeing where it's like, this is a hard and fast. This is the, you know, it's mm -hmm. over. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, these don't look like two teams that are coming together. These look like two teams that are only coming further apart yeah, in a lot like. of ways. So and that, like. that's what kind of worries me. But what we're going to like, again, it just, it's becoming, it's like, is the, is does Liv's pockets just go too deep? That's what it seems like. Right. They seem like, to have beat it. blank checks that they can yeah, just write. Right? right. Versus on the other side, here's the PGA tour out trying to bring as much money in as they can, but they need to make a much more solid business case of saying like, look at their sponsors like Wells Fargo who are willing to drop. Yeah. Right. So there's no doubt that as much as everyone wants to see the league survive, mm -hmm. Some of these big companies, even in this this consortium, right? They're gonna be like, yeah, we want to lay out some money, but we want to. What's our ROI? What are you like? We can only like 
put so much in if the revenue is not there to support it. If we're going to get to a point where we're going to give you a billion dollars collectively, yeah, but sponsors are dropping, you know, out, players are moving over. What like exactly at some point? What's the breaking point? Yeah, I don't know what the the answer is. I mean, do they start signing guys to stay? Like lives get paying guys to come, right? Do you, you know, I don't but know. Do you cut the point, schedule down to match live? Like, what do you do? But at what point is the like all this is like what this is doing? It's making all the players much richer. But is any of this ultimately improving the experience for the viewers, for the fans? No. Right. If anything, I could easily make the argument that it's making things worse mm-hmm. for the viewers and the fans. Mm-hmm. You know, A, don't get me started on the rollback. I think that makes things worse for the fans because it's an entertainment product. I wouldn't roll it back. Yep. That's first of all. But second of all, like now I got a channel flip to watch these guys because one guy's playing over here in certain format. The other guy's playing over here. Right. So you're making it effectively a worse worse product, but a more expensive product. Yeah. That doesn't sound super sustainable to me. I know. So I know. Let's do this. Yeah. Let's pause there for a minute. Let's do a quick word from our sponsors. After that, I want to come back. I want to talk about this A, this Callaway deal. We talked about John Rahm. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, possibly opening the floodgates for players. Could this Callaway deal open the floodgates for more brands to go to live? And that could be a nail in the coffin for mm-hmm. the PGA Tour. Mm-hmm. Talk about that. Yep. And I also want to talk about A, just does, is all this change supported? We're going jump, to jump into some viewership numbers to really see if, if this is... If this all this money is worth the spend, and you know what I'm going to tell you, I'm going to leave you hanging. But I'm also going when we come back, I'm going to tell you what's what can really help both these tours. Perfect. Let's do a word from our sponsors. We'll come right back. All right. This week we are announcing our Rapsodo Simulator Bundle winner. I'm super excited because Frank, somebody's life is about to change. I mean, what a time of year to get a five thousand dollars simulator, you know, for free. So if you're not subscribed to our other YouTube channel, go and check it out. It's at Golficity. I mean, this was a fun giveaway. Sadly, it's coming to an end, but it won't be our last. And guys, if you haven't checked out the Rapsodo MLM2 Pro, go give this launch monitor a look. Go challenge yourself to some of these combines. I mean, it's one of the best ways to improve. I mean, I love the countless swing data you get during your sessions, the built-in simulator that you can use anywhere. And you can even use other sims other than theirs, like Awesome Golf and E6 Connect. I mean, the graphics are incredible, um, and technology is top-notch. I mean, we've even tested the $700 monitor up against a $17,000 launch monitor. And guys, it stacks up so well. So if it's the difference between breaking 100, 90, 80, whatever that next benchmark is, Go check out the Rapsoda MLM2. That'll be the device to help you get there. All right, the cold is here. I know that. I feel it. We've been talking about it. It is December, and we've been talking about the Thermo Series collection from FootJoy for a while. We're not going to stop because it is the most advanced apparel layering system in the game of golf. And Thermo Series offers a range of distinct layering pieces for different conditions uh, designed to all be worn together. So it allows you to effortlessly adapt as the weather continues to evolve out there. Um, The gear is advanced. It keeps you warm and comfortable, allows full full range of motion during the swing, even while you're all bundled up and staying warm. So check out the whole lineup for yourself. I'm wearing this mid-layer. He's got it on right now. Right now? Let me tell you something. This thing's razor thin. It was Today was our first day of snow. Yeah. I threw this thing on. Yeah, right? 
and forget it's razor thin. It. It's razor thin, but I am so warm in this. You Whatever see. they put in this thing, and I, it's and genius. It's, it's even great off the course, mm-hmm. and I and I mean that because I even took the kids yesterday to the city to see this yeah. tree, uh-huh. and it was cold and windy. I had my thermo oh, series on. I was good stop. to go. Yeah, That's good it, to man. go. I know the feeling. So go to footjoy.com. Check out every uh, bit of that thermo series, and as the day evolves, you guys can definitely evolve with it. And speaking of that holiday season, you know that gift giving season. It's winding down, but you know that's still a little bit of time for that holiday gift and to get it right. So whether there's golfers on your list or you're just out there just planning on stocking up, you know, for yourself, your own, stock your own stuff, right. <laughs> stuff your own stocking, yeah. so to speak. You know, the Titleist golf balls make a perfect gift, and any golfer would be thrilled to unwrap a Titleist Pro V1, Pro V1X, uh, Pro V1 Left Dash, or AVX golf balls because they're these aren't just any golf balls. Golfers know they're the very best, and they're the most trusted in the world, and they deliver that performance you need to shoot your lowest scores. It, what makes it the number one ball in golf, and then also the number one gift in golf too. So make the holiday seasons even happier this season learn more about gifting titleist pro v1 pro v1x and avx golf balls plus all things titleist at titleist.com all right so we said we'd come back and talk a little bit about first this callaway speculation one thing i will say is you do have to weigh out like what is what is true and what is not there's undoubtedly there are accounts out there on twitter and otherwise that would be that, that definitely have a bias out there. Mm-hmm. Some of them are mm-hmm. much more motivated towards live, and they it's very clear, even from the handles, that they want to really stick it to the PGA Tour. So you have to take any type of rumor with a grain of salt. That being said, of course, we've seen a lot of rumors, John Rahm being one of them, come to fruition. But this most recent speculation, and, and there is the reason why we're even reporting on it and talking about it here is because objectively... There's some, there's enough truth to it there that it could very well be possible because we know John Rahm and his deal, his long-term deal with uh, with Callaway, how you know the certain elements of that, like equity share and stuff like sure. that, that make me think that this could possibly be true. But if effectively, what the rumor is saying is that Callaway is potentially going to be offered an equity stake in John Rahm's team. If that were to happen, this will be the new team that they're putting together for John Rahm. If that were to happen, it would be the first major equipment company to form an equity partnership with Liv. Which may open the door for other OEMs. Very well may. Also, just within the Callaway umbrella, remember, you've got Travis Matthew, Topgolf, Odyssey. These are Callaway companies. Sure. I'm thinking about this. Top golf is one of the ways that the mo- it really helps to bring a lot of the fringe, you know, golf golfers into the fold because there are people who will go to Top Golf that'll never go play golf somewhere else. Right. So it's it's an entry point. Mm-hmm. If they form some sort of deal, and now that's live involvement there, mm-hmm. maybe live is playing on the televisions there, or there's some co-branding. Yeah, yeah. It could be another way that live could bring its business model. To the masses. Mm-hmm. And I think that that could, you know, but make they, other companies a little bit nervous. Right. And Callaway wouldn't give up on the PGA Tour either. It would be both. Right. And, right. and that's where I'm wondering. Like, the, the equipment companies have to be in a very similar position to these players, like we saw with, with John Rahm, mm-hmm. where it's like, well, what's happening here? Are the tours coming together? Like, because right. a, a lot of the equipment companies, not unlike John Rahm, stood largely in 
if nothing else, quiet protest and defense mm-hmm. of the PGA Tour when Liv first came around. If you remember, a lot of them were not continuing contracts with the players who went there. Yep. We didn't see a lot of outright. I think the most outright outspoken we saw was PXG. Correct, yeah. Um, and on the grand scheme of things, they're a smaller equipment company, mm-hmm. I would say. Much smaller than like a Callaway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what we did see is that they weren't sending their tour trucks to live events. Uh, they weren't running a lot of commercials against that type of thing. Mm-hmm. They weren't, you know, outright signing deals to new guys from live. They were just kind of keeping live at an arm's length. Sure. Not unlike what John Rahm was doing. Right. But then when the PGA tour came in and did the deal that they did. And on top of that, like now talking about them coming together, I got to think that a lot of equipment companies are saying, well, it, it's not as dangerous of a deal, you know, as from a from an optics standpoint to go and do something with live because they're coming together anyway. Like it, it's, yeah. it's almost the same line of thinking that a lot of these tour guys might be having. Right. And they're probably all left in the dark still waiting to see what this framework agreement's going to be. But Callaway might be that person who when you go to a party, it's like, who's going to be the first one to leave? Because once they do, we're going. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Or the other side of it could be one equipment company can make the jump and and don't forget live is a totally different structure. Maybe that they sign a deal to you know we were seeing now this team stuff right. Mm. Uh, They're going to be the equipment you know provider for this team Mm. instead of in we we've lived this life for so long of of individuals. Oh, he's a Callaway guy. You know, he's a TaylorMade guy. Right. Right. Yeah. Now it's like that's the Callaway team. That's a TaylorMade team. You know. we we've we've seen so much the comparisons with formula one exactly right so for there we have mercedes you know we've got mclaren Mm -hmm. ferrari and they've got a couple of cars out there in different teams right maybe you start to see that with equipment i don't know i don't know what decision those equipment companies will make what i will say is that again if they don't come together the pga tour if now the pga tour is is also not the fate no longer the favorite amongst the the manufacturers that becomes yet another reason why you can make the case that the pga tour could be in big trouble and not survive this yeah you're absolutely right and and i was thinking the other day like i think one of the ways to get well maybe not so much the live because i think live is doing this without any type of restrictions or or, or rules but uh content creators like you and i mm-hmm I know we're seeing a lot of like people dabble with it and like we, we see guys like Rick Shields and, and you know, the good, good. And, you know, and, and even we've collaborated with some PGA tour players and, and even live players and stuff on our podcast. But I think they just, you do more of that to get to the audience, to get to the message. You know what I mean? Cause that's just the world we're in. So, I mean, by the PGA tour, just letting their guard down a little bit and be like, you know what, we're going to let these content creators come in now and do pro-ams and interview players and just be a part of the media the same way that Golf Channel and Golf Digest are. Right. But we're going to open the doors more and more to it because there's a whole audience out there that we need to start tapping. And I know you and I, we've been on board with that for years, but I just think that's one way they can ramp it up a bit. Yeah. I, I just, you, you know, I don't know. I can't come, keep coming back to thinking like, where, where are we going to be? And this is something I'd love to see you guys throw in the comments. Like, where do you really envision all of this resolving in five years, <laughs> right? Like if you were to extrapolate this out five years from now, what is it? Is it the two tours continue to operate separately, but as, with an agreement in between the two where they operate under one big umbrella company, which you talked about before, 
but they're still operating separately. To me, I, I don't see now, I no longer see a world where Liv is absorbed by the PGA Tour and, and dismantled. Because no. why would John Rahm sign a deal through 2029 for all that money? Right, right. And I, don't, and I, don't I don't see that I don't happening. See it. I, don't, I don't see the PGA Tour going any, anywhere either. Think of the but field how behind does it. this Corn Ferry and all these other players resolve itself? How does this resolve itself? Is it a situation where now, do they, does the deal fall apart? And as such, the deal falls apart and we have now two competing tours, competing for eyeballs, and in a way that they're not doing it co con, you know, in a conjoined manner where they're strategizing together. And by that I mean they're now putting tournaments head-to-head -head against each other and splitting the viewership, mm -hmm. which if you do that, like how do you support the revenue? Or do they come together and even though they're operating separately, they, they, they stagger their tournaments on different weeks? So you're not what, – what is the resolution here? Because – Ultimately, again, I look at this and it's like there are so many that are hanging in the balance. There are the equipment manufacturers that don't know which direction to yeah. go in. There are the players who are like, I don't know. Yeah, they're split between yeah, the. Yeah. How does this ultimately resolve itself? And I just worry, like, do we have enough time? Like, we got three weeks left until the end of the year. Are, how are they going to come to some sort of an agreement? Well, Tiger said there's a lot of things on the table in his last press conference interview. So, player ownership was a big one. Mm -hmm. You know, but then what? The guys who went to live. Okay, they took the big signing bonus and they made the money that way. Whereas the guys who stay with the PGA Tour will now be part owners in the PGA Tour, and they're looking for long-term revenue that way. I just, I just don't know. But it all leads back to the same question as we said before: Is all of this supported from a business standpoint, from viewership and fan engagement, right? And I, and I looked at a couple, I pulled up a couple of different numbers. And, and first from the Sports Business Journal, uh, they said the PGA Tour's viewership on U.S. broadcasters, which is NBC, Golf Channel, CBS, mm -hmm. uh, increased during the 2023 season. So we are, it is in, okay. a, in, a, in an up, you know, upward direction for the most part. And then you have this number, 16 million people tuned in to watch Sunday at the Masters. Right? Pretty nice. Those look good yeah. on paper. But it's not all roses, right? The final round of the 2023 PGA Championship pulled in 4.5 million viewers, which is its lowest since 2008. And on top of that, yeah. keep something in mind. What do we keep reporting on? We're reporting on majors for That's the most it. part. The PGA Tour doesn't own, they're not, the majors aren't part of the PGA Tour. Right. So the PGA Tour's biggest, arguably the biggest event is the players for them. Yeah, totally. If we live in a world, eventually, where the players, let's say it pulls in half of what the Masters does. Mm -hmm. Eight million viewers. I was going to be generous and say ten, but I doubt it. Yeah. Is that enough to support $25 million purses, multiple players having equity stakes, all the money, all of that. No, Isn't they need more money. to support that. And likewise, I'm not pouring this just on the PGA Tour. Likewise on Live. Yeah. You go to, you know, you put your, your, your product up. And now they may be thinking much more long term. Who knows? You know, they're thinking where the tour is going to be in 10 years versus right now. But as it states, I look at Live and there's going to be a lot of money on that field when those guys take the first tee. Between John Rahm signing Bose's, you know, um, Brooks Kepka's big signing Mickelson, bonus, all yeah, these big right, signing yeah. bonus. 
And then I look at that and viewership for, for live has been nothing, nothing, nothing to write home about. Yeah. Nor have even negative. Like, I know they're, they're pushing right now. their apparel and stuff like that. None of that has come yet. There's no, there, there, no, there's no doubt in my mind they're it's running that at a loss, yeah. right? So to a certain extent, it just makes me think the PGA Tour and Liv getting in this huge arms race with each other and throwing more money and more whatever at the players, the ones who are, who are benefiting the most are the players who are making more and more and yeah. more money. We look at even just like, what was it? The um, uh, What's that where they just give the guys bonuses based on their social? Oh, PIP. The PIP, right? Another... $50 million gets thrown out from the PIP. Signing bonuses over here left and mm-hmm. right. Uh, many, 10, 10 or more elevated events at $25 million, 20, 25 million. That's $200 million here. $250 million a year. Money, 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 money. Yep. Right? But where is it coming back in? Yeah. Right? And on yep. top of that, how is that? That's adding value to the players. They're making players and their families for generations very rich. Yeah, that's true. But how is that adding to the fans? And it's the viewers, not. poll after poll, and we've talked about it here too. No one has really said they tune into a golf tournament because of how much the, the purse is. Right. We've said everyone. I, I've seen it countless times. I say we. I mean the general collective fan public has said we don't really care if guys are playing for nine million or twenty million dollars. Mm-hmm. So pouring this on, it's not adding any value to the the ultimately to the customer. Right. No, it's not. Right. It's definitely. Not. So you think about it from a business standpoint, if you're making your employees astronomically richer and all that, but you're not adding any value to the customer. Mm-hmm. There's a breaking point there. I just don't know where that is. Right. And, and, and you watch, I bet live another prediction come 2028 when the rollback kicks in, they're probably going to set all that. Cause they're, they know it's about being an entertainment product. They're probably going to set all their courses up shorter. 5,800, 6,200 yards. <laughs> Seriously. Just to keep that excitement going in the game to be like, we're the tour that does these things. You know, like that's just like little things like that. I get it, but they also have to walk that line. They have to pick. What do we want to be? Do we want to be valid in of 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 competition? Of course. Continue to go for the official world golf rankings, or do they say we want to be the loud, fun entertainment tour? Because I don't know if those two work too well, and I think that's the problem they've run into from the beginning. Yeah, they 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 bolster this like shotgun star entertainment, all this type right, of stuff. Right, concerts and right, and then like then they're like, well, then it's it's not legitimate competition. It's not four rounds. It's not you know what I mean. Yeah, they at some point, almost hard to have both best of both worlds. So let me ask you this question: If Live Golf gets world ranking points and broadcast rights, is it lights out for the PGA Tour? It's well. Here's the thing: <laughs> getting world ranking points would effectively allow them open up the door to get a lot more players. So it, it could be the stepping stone that hurts the PG tour. Cause if you take too many guys off the PG tour, right. you're going to be in trouble. I think at that point, all the top guys are gone, but, but the broadcast rights are, are great because it'll help them for their revenue, but you still got to have people who want to watch it. Mm-hmm. And I think yep. even though they've been having some, they just, they still need to get their viewership up. And I yeah. think this is what comes down to like the fragmentation not helping anyone mm-hmm. because Live Again has the deep, deep pockets and they can throw all the money at it, but they je- haven't yet garnered the interest of the general public. Yeah, true. There are a lot of Live fans out there. I'll tell you that. Yeah. But there's not nearly as many as who watch the PGA Tour. That's just the reality of viewership right now. And Live's business model might just be the ultimate like long game. Like this thing's going to be something in like 10 years from now. Right. For this generation, this other generation below It could also be much more of an international, global product. 
the the PGA Tour could start to more so work itself of being like an American tour, mm-hmm. whereas the Live is more of an. If you look at the schedule, most of the tournaments yeah. are played outside of the U.S. Right. Most of the viewership is there, and what I'm seeing, and I could be getting this wrong, but from what I'm seeing, just reading comments, a lot of the viewership is outside of the United States. Um, there's more broadcasts in Europe and other places, and we could get into a world where maybe that's how they exist better together. Live is the more international tour and PGA is more the domestic. Listen, I don't know, but it's, it's got to sm- resolve itself. At it's some a point. smart business play to go the international route. I mean, we think about it now, like these young kids coming up in say a, a, a Spain, they're not tuning into the RSM classic. They're trying to find John Rom, and they're going to try to find him now on live. That's true. But what I will say is that globally, no matter where you are, the aspiration was always to get to the PGA Tour because that yes. was the leading tour. If True. if those if beyond a fan standpoint, if the if now the loyalty changes where they aspire to get to live, that could change the dynamic long term. Would you think? Would you say John Rahm is like a, a legend in Spain, like a hero, like a For Matsuyama? Sure. For sure. Yeah. You know, Masters winner. You know. Yeah. No doubt about it. No doubt. It. Right. So, so a lot will have to be seen like next year. Like, does John? change a lot of the viewership does yeah. all that type of stuff but regardless like i said we're on the cusp the the, the down, deadline is coming but it's an arms race but i just i'm getting this hint that i don't feel like it's sustainable the direction it's going yeah and i'm very interested to see how it plays out regardless though a lot of this is not not great news for the pga tour it's not and a lot of this takes a lot of their negotiation tactics away so it remains to be seen but there's a lot building so stay tuned we'll continue to report on it here on the podcast and as always make sure you guys weigh in with your comments and your thoughts in the comment section below we'll see you in the next one